You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Bachelor in Paradise and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. What's up, everybody? Welcome to podcast number 142. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Got another good episode for you this week. Before we get to that, let me just tell you that this podcast brought to you by Protein One. When hunger strikes, just remember this set of numbers. 90, 10, 1. 90 calories, 10 grams of protein, 1 gram of sugar. These are the numbers of Protein One, a bar that fills you up without loading you up. Available in four tasty flavors that will help kick your cravings. Try Protein One for your next snack emergency. Available at all major retails. Walmart, Target, local grocery store, and Amazon. So there's obviously been a bit of news in the last couple days. Especially since last week. Um, so this today's podcast is with Brett Vergara. He's formerly of BuzzFeed. You know him as a live tweeter of The Bachelor on Monday nights. And very funny. Uh, you've probably seen his tweets show up in your feed if you follow any Bachelor people because they love retweeting him. Um, I recorded this yesterday with Brett, but it was before Kaylin released her statement in regards to what Blake released on Tuesday night. There's so much to dive into here. Uh, Brett and I talk a lot about the Kaylin and Blake situation. However... Let me give you my early thoughts, and this is just hours after she posted it, haven't given it, you know, I'm not going to dissect it, but the general gist of what I thought Kaylin posted was she is mortified. The word she uses is mortified that Blake released the texts, their private text from the night of Stagecoach and a week before filming. But nowhere in her statement does she say or address why Blake did. I, I, I don't get it. It was, honestly, reading Kaylin's statement, it's like, okay, thank you. But it was very generic and not specific at all. And I think I think she needed to... Uh, I, look, I get that she's upset that Blake did it. And Blake knew when he released those texts, he was hurting somebody. It's why he ended up deleting the text. I mean, that didn't really do him much because he had to have known that people were going to screenshot that. And I don't understand anybody who posts something and then deletes it. But, because it's out there. It's like, we already know you said it. It's not like you take you can take it back. So when Kalen was going to respond to Blake and what he did, I understand but she never went into any specifics whatsoever. It was very generic. And I don't get why she didn't. That statement really didn't do much for me. And I'm I'm, I'm a little confused. on Another point that I want to make is I was just a little confused on her timing and her, or not her timing, her timeline of everything. Because seemingly after watching the show this week, Blake and Kalen were speaking at the beginning of the year. While Colton season was airing, Blake and Kalen were talking. I was under the impression that when she said he ghosted her, it was 
before Stagecoach happened. So, and I don't know the I don't know the exact months and timing of it, but they were talking at the beginning of the year. At some point in there, there was a dead period where he ghosted her, and that's what she was referring to when she said that to him on the beach. But if you were so bothered, he ghosted you from whenever until Stagecoach, which was the end of April, then why are you trying to sleep with him at Stagecoach? If anything, her contact with him at Stagecoach would have been like, because it looks like he ghosted her up until that point. Maybe she found out he was there. Maybe they were in, running in the same group. I would think her contact with him at Stagecoach would have been, hey, what happened between us? I thought this was going somewhere. That was really shitty of you to ghost me. Not what we were shown, which was, and we know the end result of, which was them having sex. Like like I said, I, I don't care what she, how she came on to him at, Stagecoach. I don't care. She's a sexual woman. She has sexual needs. She obviously had a past with Blake, something. And she, as she said in her statement last night, you know, 5 a.m. text that Blake shared. It's like, okay, whatever. The end result was they had sex at Stagecoach. But judging by what she said on the beach, she was bothered that he ghosted her. So, it's just not adding up. If you're bothered that he ghosted you, why are you having sex with him? Your reaction should be the opposite. Like, dude, you suck. Why'd you ghost me? I, I, I'm I'm confused. And she didn't make any anything about that clear. Um. So you know, you, you look at it, and obviously, Bachelor in Paradise was filmed in June. So basically, in June, she's telling Blake when she confronted him on the couch. She's telling him how she felt about being ghosted by him in March or April, even though she slept with him after that and was continuing to talk with him. Her timeline is so jacked up. I don't understand it. And that's all I want answers to is I want an answer to the timeline because I think that'll clear some things up. And let's take this a step further. Kalen and Blake are talking while Colton's season is airing. And obviously, seemingly, have an attraction towards each other, and they're flirting. I don't know if they saw each other. Again, these are things that haven't been talked about and have to be talked about for us to get the clear picture. But they were speaking when Colton's season was airing. Okay? Well, if you remember correctly, Colton's season was airing January through March. And remember when they went and filmed The Women Tell All? And Kaylin sat up there and cried and said she wasn't over Colton? Well, now we kind of know that she was talking to Blake the whole time. So which is it? Are you talking to Blake and thinking you're serious with Blake because your 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 statement on Instagram yesterday says I wasn't a one night stand. It was more than a hookup. You don't know about the FaceTime calls and all this. It's like, okay. Well, by saying that, you now just admitted you lied on the women tell all because you couldn't have been that into Blake and thinking it was more than because you made it you made it a point to tell us it was more than a one night hookup which is fine and it was it looks like you guys were into each other but if you were so into Blake how were you crying on stage about Colton and saying you weren't over him so like i said her statement did not clear anything up for me last night at all cuz she went into zero specifics it was just general stuff but it also implicated her 
by what she did at the women's hall. So I, I don't. Again, there are there are still things that we don't know. Someone needs to sit down with one of them or both of them and get a flat out timeline of when did you guys start talking? When did you guys start seeing each other? Was Stagecoach the first time you'd ever met in terms of a, like a date situation or a hookup? And I think it'll be a lot clearer once we get those answers. Because honestly, we don't know those answers. Some people do, I would think. But the general public has no idea. But I was really confused by her statement last night. I wish I wish she would have addressed. Like, I get why you have to respond to Blake, but respond in specifics. Because Blake was pretty specific in what he released, which was basically him saying, look, she's saying that I silenced her. I never silenced her. Because look at what she wrote to me, and she's basically saying, I don't want to come across as a liar. The exact line, and and, uh, Brett and I talk about this, the exact line was, I really don't want to tell people, but I also want to be finding out, I also don't want people finding out and looking like a liar. So me reading that makes me think they both were trying to silence what happened between them. But the show made it seem like she was the one that was like, Blake was trying to silence me. And that becomes a big issue when you're talking about someone who was a sexual assault survivor. Yeah. Like, that's why I, this is all pure speculation at this point. But from reading what Blake released and then watching that video of him crying before he deleted the texts, I'm getting the sense that if Kalen, a sexual assault survivor, doesn't throw out the words he tried to silence me, I don't think Blake releases the texts. I, I, it, it seems to me that's what bothered him the most and what triggered him. Because now... Because if you just say, oh, he said I was a mistake and, oh, he disrespected me, that's something that Blake could easily counter or show his side in an Instagram post or an Instagram story without releasing texts. But that silence me line from someone who is a former or is a sexual assault survivor, I'm guessing that's why he released the texts. I can't. That's my guess. And you know what? I would too if if I'm him. Like that's a that's a huge shot at your character. And it's out and then this narrative is out there that, oh my God, look what happened to her in her past, and this guy's telling her after he had sex with her, don't tell anybody. Well, those texts to me showed that both of them didn't want to say anything. And that's a huge, huge, huge separation from what the show portrayed it as, which was Kaylin saying they had sex and Blake was basically telling her, hey, don't tell anybody. Shut up about it. We don't need people to know. When in reality, it looked like both of them didn't want anybody to know. And they and they planned it. And they basically said going into the show, look, let's not talk about it. So, like I said, there's a lot. There's There's a lot there and there's a timeline that needs to be cleared up before we get a full, clear picture of what went on. But you boil it down to it I think Blake came out with the text because he felt like his character was under attack when a sexual assault survivor says he tried to silence me and I think if she never utters that line Blake doesn't release the texts and it's just 
a he said she said and Blake can defend himself on a you know on a, an Instagram post just saying like look I never said it was a mistake and I, I this brings me to another point <laughs> I, I thought this was going to be about five minutes and now we're coming up on twelve but um the point of mistake I think there's a big big difference between saying Kaylin you're a mistake and us having sex was a mistake and shouldn't have happened. I, I think there's a big difference. And the way it was told on the show, it made it seem like Blake told her, you're a mistake. And I, I, I didn't, I don't think he told her that. I definitely think he thought hooking up with her was a mistake after the fact. And it shouldn't have happened. But again, this is something that we need to find out. How many times did these, have, these people have sex? Because if it continued, then Blake saying she was a mistake or the sex was a mistake is wrong of him. But if, if Stagecoach was the only hookup they've ever had, then I think it's it, it, he probably is like, oh, crap, I shouldn't have done that. That was a mistake. Not you're a mistake as a human or something like it. It's it seems like Kaylin is really, really playing up stuff that wasn't as big of a deal as she made it out to be. Because of what Blake showed in the texts. If we didn't see the text, then immediately people are going to believe, you know, what happened. Um, And one final thing to kind of talk about in all this that seemed to get lost by a lot of people in the response I got in emails and tweets was when Blake released the text, he got a lot of crap or people were saying like, well, this basically doesn't mean he's not a fuckboy. Like, you're still a fuckboy. You shouldn't have done that. And I think because Blake's three texts that he released, the th- the first three screenshots were about the stagecoach incident and the stagecoach hookup and Kalen coming on to him. I think people mistook that as Blake saying, hey, everybody, look, she came on to me. I didn't even want it. And she was the one that was after me. I don't, I, for people who thought that that was the case, that's not the way I read it. I read it as... Look, she was clear that it was about this was this this stagecoach sex was just sex. I think that's why he released that part. I don't think that had anything to do with because if you look at his Instagram posts before that, the one where he did took six pictures on his notepad, he made it clear. He used the words insecurities and he used the words I think I think the exact phrase was he got lost with women. I mean, Blake is very well aware, based on what he has said, that he was a fuckboy. And he was doing things with numerous women that he probably shouldn't have been doing. The behavior, and he realizes it now. But releasing the text wasn't trying to absolve him from, hey, everybody, I'm not a fuckboy. Look, she was after me. That wasn't it at all. I think it was dispute what she was saying on the show, which was that she felt disrespected, but it's kind of hard to say after the fact you felt disrespected when you told the guy yourself, hey, man, it's just sex. You know, people have sex. And then was saying it's all good. And she was saying in the text, people have sex all the time. Like, So I, I think that's what it was. But I had a lot of people that did say to me in tweets, in emails, in DMs, they thought by him posting that he was trying to absolve himself of his fuckboy ways. And 
I didn't read it at all that way because of what he had written before that in his Instagram post. So, like I said, this went on a little bit longer than I thought. I apologize, uh, but I wanted to get 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 out my main thoughts on Kalen and, and the Blake situation from what we have so far, but I still think more stuff's going to end up coming out. Anyway, let's get to it. Podcast number 142 with Brett Vergara. All right, everybody, let's uh, welcome in our guest. Never had him on the podcast before, but I'm really interested in talking to him. He is formerly of BuzzFeed, and you know him from his live tweeting of the Bachelor franchise on Monday nights and now with Paradise Tuesday nights uh, as well. It's Brett Vergara. Brett, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm uh, really tired after this week. There's just been so much that's happened, but uh, no, thanks for having me on. It's great to talk to you. Um, yeah, I, I. you know, it's funny because you and I have never really, we've never spoken on the phone before until this, and... Yeah. You are, but you are very much, um, well respected and well retweeted in the Bachelor, uh, realm because your tweets during the show, your live tweets, constantly are showing up in my feed because I, I'm sorry I don't follow you, but once they no, did, I'm like, but I saw them and I'm like, these are really funny. And the big, the big thing is, you have a ton of. I always print Is it GIFs or GIFs? I always, it's GIFs, right? It's, it's GIFs. I mean, that's oh, like a GIFs. whole debate. We yeah. Go, yeah. I think it's GIFs, but like the founder said GIFs, but he's wrong. You know, he said it. Yeah. It's GIF. <laughs> okay. With your, with your live tweeting of the show, I think pretty much every time you live tweet something, you include a GIF. Are yeah. you, I, did you create GIFs? I mean, did you, how do you have so many gifts at your disposal and know exactly where to go i mean they're just very well timed and they're really funny well so. well i appreciate yeah well i appreciate that a lot you know that's that's very high compliments the highest honor being a good a good meme maker <laughs> yeah um yeah no i mean i have favorites <laughs> that's a big obvious thing like if you there's there are times where i just like think about tweets as i'm watching and and all that and i'm like god i'm gonna use the same exact gif again but it just works so well and all this so i'm just gonna send it out again like there's this one with like a, a hamster with a cross in its hand that's now yeah. become like okay well i have to tweet this like every single week um but no like i i have <laughs> it sounds very ridiculous to to say out loud but i have a meme folder you know so i have just some pictures saved in my phone for oh. ready use <laughs> And that's 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 good for Bachelor, but also just texting your friends. You know, you can just drop that at any point. Uh, it's it's just efficient. So yeah, I have a little roster, and then I just uh, have some go to favorites over there. Yeah, it's a well oiled machine now. I was so gonna now. say because yours your shit is on point there with the, <laughs> with the stuff that you uh, with the stuff that you tweet out, the pictures, and then the cop- captions you write uh, over them. I mean, it's <laughs> just it's really good timing. So I just wanted to ask you since we've never really. You know, we have we have never spoken. We've you know emailed yeah. a few times, but what is your what is your background? Uh, yeah, so I was at BuzzFeed for a long time. Um, but the thing that's funny is what I was doing at BuzzFeed like was nothing to do with Bachelor related stuff. Mm-hmm. And what I'm doing now, it's it's more like user experience, something like that. Um, so it's more in tech, and yeah, I've never had to do any entertainment related coverage or, or bachelor related coverage for my actual job, which I think a lot of people think that me making for, for, uh, you know, dragging whomst ever on the show is like my, my full-time position, but it's not, 
Uh, and I'm actually pretty new to the franchise, all things considered. So I started watching three years ago. It was in 2016, and okay. it was Bachelor in Paradise. So I uh, kind of jumped in on a weird note, but hmm. I uh, got hooked really quick, and then it just avalanched from there. So I'm I'm a pretty much a baby of the Bachelor franchise, all things considered. Well, it's funny that you say that because for some reason I was just under the impression that I, I mean I knew you didn't work for the show or whatever, but. I was under the impression that when you were at BuzzFeed, you were like their entertainment reporter that covered The Bachelor. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The fact that you're saying no, you I, didn't. That was like a yeah. common thing. Yeah, no. So, and then like I uh, <laughs> was laid off from BuzzFeed earlier this year, which was fine. Um, but when I was getting, when I was leaving, it got to the point where I had to make a little Twitter announcement and be like, oh, by the way, like people don't worry. This was not, <laughs> this was never my job. I, uh, this will not stop. And at the time when I was jobless, I'm like, if anything, I have more time to devote to this ridiculous bachelor world. So, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. This has all just been, uh, tweeting nonsense into the void and no, no other real, real aim. <laughs> and you've certainly got a lot of reaction from it, especially from bachelor nation as well. They seem to love your, <laughs> seem to love yeah, your stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, well, well, and that's the thing too. Is like I, it's very, it's very easy to, uh, you know, shit on the show, and also, I mean, earnestly critique it, mm -hmm. uh, and wish it could do better in a lot of respects, especially with like diversity and, uh, I mean, mainly diversity. That's a huge thing. Yeah. But um, you know that that being said, it's such this unique community, and it's such this weird thing that doesn't really exist. In, in a lot of other ways, like especially for TV, I think about um, shows that have a, a feverish following like that or maybe Game of Thrones and Drag Race. But then beyond that, I can't really think of, of communities that just like capture the world's attention. And that's not even necessarily true for, for Drag Race. But um, it's like Game of Thrones and Bachelor capture just like Twitter's attention for the night. Yeah. And that's just a weird special thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it's pretty fascinating that you've carved a niche for yourself as somebody who has no ties to the franchise whatsoever and are just a live tweeter of the show. And you have Yeah, Twitter's a really weird place. <laughs> where, where that's like, you know, you can you kind of never know um I mean there it's like with with great power comes great responsibility where you know, you can just like tweet at anybody and there's a chance that they might respond and that's how a lot of this started where uh and i know your um your pals with olivia caridi yeah and i really love her a lot she, she was like the first friend i would say like who i really uh had from the franchise where first person i met in real life because all of this was just avalanching right where first i was watching this show because my boss at buzzfeed at the time was like oh you got to try this i'm obsessed and then i would just talk about paradise with her got hooked really quick and then yeah it rolled into okay maybe i'll start tweeting about it maybe i'll start uh tweeting at these contestants and then oh and then all of a sudden i'm i'm starting to befriend a couple um so it it sinks your sinks their their teeth into you a little bit this community i want to talk about buzzfeed real quick because and this may sound completely completely ignorant uh in regards yeah. to BuzzFeed has kind of taken off in the last few years. Um, first off, can you tell me when did BuzzFeed 
become like a thing? When did they start? Oh man, I'm I'm honestly like not even the best historian here. I could make up numbers, but they're probably not going to be the best. I know that they took. Yeah, honestly, I'm going to make up numbers, but I want to say like early 2000s. I should know, and if I still work there, it would be a lot. It would be a lot worse that I don't know the history. But yeah. um, but yeah, no, I mean, but they they, I think they actually initially got uh, popular because of election coverage during the Romney. Uh, you know Romney and Obama. That mm. was like their one of their biggest takeoffs. And then obviously the the standard cat gif, you know, whatever like that. <laughs> that kind of uh, critique and joke that a lot of people at BuzzFeed have heard a lot. Uh, and then yeah, it turned into um, a, a whole thing. And because uh, I, and just, I, and obviously like oh go ahead. I've just I've just seemed to notice them in the last two or three years and. A lot of it surrounds lists. Like they're known for their lists, yeah. right? Like, are they a new? Right, like, honestly, right. I don't even know. Are they a news service that breaks stories, or are they just hey, we're putting all this fun stuff out, pop culture stuff, to like you know what friends character are do you most resemble and stuff like that? Like that's what they are, right? Or am I missing the uh, boat yeah, here? On well, it's a mix. It's a mix. Yeah, and well, I'm also like separated from it now, so I'm I'm definitely out of the loop. Um, but yeah, they have like the, the fun side. That's more where I was. Cause even though I wasn't a writer per se, I was helping support more of the fun side. So like the, well, I say the fun side, but you know, that's my bias, but, uh, no, like the, the random quiz quizzes, you'll see like, what, what kind of bread are you? Stuff like that. <laughs> that was the kind of world that I was in for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, but then there's like that section, which is, different writers than say the news desk which is like pulitzer winning journalists who are very respected in their work so in a way the the quizzes and the and the list like that's that's a certain section of the company and then that'll help support the news side so they don't have to worry so much about the the revenue side of things and they can just really focus on these longer stories that require a lot more groundwork and, and all of that in time investment but that being said media <laughs> media financial whatever is a, a big old mess so i think that's always changing yeah well i mean i like i said i didn't they seem to have risen to prominence in the last few years and i know about buzzfeed because of lists and quizzes like that's what i know yeah. them as i had no idea they even yeah. had some sort of section of their website that does editorials and does have writers <laughs> that aren't creating, you yeah, know, yeah. what game of Thrones character are you? You know, I just, right. I right. I had no idea. Um, yeah. So yeah. I want to talk about, let's move on to bachelor and bachelorette. You, like you said, you're only three years in, uh, the last three years right. you become a fan. So yeah, let's just focus on, on Hannah's season. Um, that just ended. <sighs> I it's there there are obviously a lot of layers to this Hannah season, but the biggest thing yeah. being, you know, what went down at the end and what has happened literally in the week since right. the finale yeah. has been yeah, right. oh has my been God. crazy. It's only Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um there's been like literally three dates with two different guy or two different women that Tyler's been involved in and whatnot. But let's first talk about the Jed stuff. Um Yeah. When you were watching that finale and you watched everything go down. What was your impressions of Jed? And and then talk about 
his post-show media tours, which I'm sure you've heard at least some of. Uh, yeah, no, so with uh, Jed, so this past season I was watching with spoilers just because I've sort of given up. I'm trying to be like a pure and wholesome watcher because it just seems like spoilers will find me somehow, whether it's on Instagram Explore or someone on Twitter just telling me like just really crazy like. Um, and I've been watching with spoilers since re season it was when everything went down with becca not at the finale but when it actually happened and there was an old co-worker i used to work with sarah who has always been my spoilers watcher and she texted me it's like brett like i really wish you watch with spoilers because something's happening right now and i really wish you knew about it but i'll be nice and not tell you um so then i cracked then and there was no looking back but uh yeah no so like with jed it's, I don't know, like before everything came out with Haley and everything, he seemed fine. Yeah, I think actually too in the beginning, beyond like the, <laughs> beyond the the singing, because that man just like does not have the best voice considering his career. Um, he uh, he seemed like fine, and then when everything came out with Haley, it's just like oh, and we were all just sort of waiting for it all to fall apart at the finale. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, so I don't think he's redeemed himself in his little media tours. If anything, too, I was seeing on Instagram, and you probably know way more about this, but it seems like he's kind of, like, leaning into being shitty a bit, and he's like, whatever, I'm the villain in life now, and he's he's just kind of scoffing at it all. So, I don't know. It, just It's not, not good vibes from Jed. Yeah, probably not the route he needs to take at this point. because it, Yeah. Especially yeah. when he sat up there on the finale and – you know, when he first off, when he was confronted, when she actually did do the breakup with him back in June and we saw that play out and he's somewhat getting emotional, but then says, I don't want to cry. And then he gets up there on the live after the final rose and just seems so remorseful or at least yeah. tried to be. And then, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. days later when you're going on interviews and basically still trying to justify it, it's like, OK, well, then you're lying about how you right. really feel. Right. I, I, yeah. I just really. Obviously, his singing sucks. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can't say obviously because singing is subjective, and maybe some people out there yeah, like it. Sure. Uh, maybe dogs do. You know, <laughs> he got hired for that commercial somehow. So, yeah, you know. you know, he's got dog jingles to write. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Now it's not. He's not writing dog jingles for Nature's Health or Imes <laughs> or Pedigree or whatever. He's doing it oh, for yeah. a, a, a brand. It's, I have a dog, and I go to the pet store once a month. And I've never heard of this company that he sings for. <laughs> right. What is right. it? Better, better, paw? better something. It's better. It's not oh, a be better dog. Better. better. <laughs> bowl, bowl, is it bowl? Better bowl? Oh, better. I think that's right. Okay. Yeah, better that bowl. Sounds right. Never heard of that <laughs> before that commercial. Um, yeah. But yeah, like you said, he's like leaning into the almost being a villain, which doesn't really make a hell of a lot of sense. And it certainly isn't helping his credibility whatsoever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he's just sort of going to, after this week or next, middle of middle of the end of August, he'll sort of just fade fade into the night a bit, kind of similar to like a Luke Pell after, uh, what was it, Winter Games? Is that what it was? Yeah. Where, yeah, I think it's going to be similar to that, where it's like, oh, that didn't pan out well for me, and I guess I'm just going to be a dick. That's going to be my brand. Cool. <laughs> um, so with the Jed stuff ending and the Hannah stuff, on the after the final rose, when she sat up there and they brought Tyler out and America went crazy, um, 
What was your thought process? Of, <laughs> what was of what was Hannah going on? Ty- yeah, of Hannah and Tyler. Um, I was yelling at the TV a because that's the thing is like with the finale. Yeah, I knew things were about to happen with Jed, but didn't really know what was going to happen with Tyler. I don't think a lot of us did. That was that was sort of like the mystery box we were all waiting to get popped open. Um, but yeah, I did not expect her to ask him out. I thought it was just going to be. I guess it was a possibility. Um, I know that there's a lot of Hannah and Tyler shippers as, as they say. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely thought, I don't know, I've gone back and forth too. Uh, but initially I'm like, Oh, Tyler's being very graceful and nice, but there's no way he actually wants to pursue this. He is now getting flirted with by Gigi Hadid. We can now confirm because it wasn't necessarily the case during the finale. Um, but it, it definitely struck me as he was just being nice. And I think he was in just in a bad spot too, where if he, if she asks him out to drinks and he says, Oh, like that's nice, but I'm sort of really enjoying this, this newfound fame that I have. And I think I'm over it. Uh, that would have looked, I think kind of shitty, even though it would have been fair. Um, so I think that was more of a, uh, a, a bit of a PR response. Um, but so that was my initial take. And then it kind of curved a little bit when we saw him leaving her apartment. <laughs> was it the next morning or, or two days later, something like that? Yeah. No, it was it was Soho House was or uh, Dumbo House was Sunday night, and then Monday right. was apparently bowling, and then leaving. right. Okay. Yeah. Man, like <laughs> that, there is so much that's happened this week. Oh, but what I was going to say is that the only time that I thought I may have been wrong was then, where I was like, oh, maybe it's a thing. And also, and I'm sure you've seen this too, but there was like some Reddit thread going around of it showed when Hannah was first asking Tyler out. And there was a brief moment where he leans in and it definitely looks like a kiss lean in. So it looked like he was trying to like, and again, that also could have been just uh, playing it up for the cameras type of response, but it looked really like he was trying to go in for something. But it didn't happen because Hannah pivoted her head away, uh, not intentionally, just because she was talking. Uh, but it looked like he was trying to go for it. I don't know if you saw that. I but... didn't. No, I didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll just send it to you. But um, and, and who knows? We're that's just also uh, could be an example of an overanalyzing something to death kind of thing. But it did look like there was something there. It was a little body language thing, and I don't know. That wasn't like a normal way to move your face. So I don't know. There could have been something there. Okay, and then Gigi. Hadid and then Gigi starts. So, the story breaks on Sunday night. It was right. it was emailed to me, and I'm just like, I don't even know if this is true because yeah, I'm not familiar with the, the New York scene or whatever. But I was being told in messages that like, I was like, can you get a picture of this? And they're like, no, yeah. they don't let you. It's it's like yeah, you yeah, don't have like to, you don't have to put your phone thing. away when you go to that club, but it's just kind of. Um, etiquette that you just don't yeah, take pictures. Yeah. Um, right, right. And then somebody did. Uh, we... Right, right. They yeah, they risked their their membership. So there's someone who's uh, you know really almost taking one for the team. Not sure what's up with that person in their membership now, but um, yeah, who knows? And I think once it gets out, and then it turns into, oh, okay, this is this is a little bit more. And then we got pictures of him you know, exiting out a back way into a black SUV. That's obviously her security team. Right. That's 
So it's like, look, something's going on here. Yeah. You know, are they, you know, in love? Are they, have they already had sex? Like, I don't know. And I don't really care. Yeah. Right. But they're right. obviously seeing each other a couple days after he was seen coming out of Hannah's apartment. And yeah. Right. So your thoughts there. Yeah. I mean, that is another, another moment where I felt like a big idiot because when that was initially that story was going around of, Oh, they followed each other back on Instagram. I was on the side of everyone calm down. It's not a thing. Gigi probably just watches the bachelorette and Tyler's, you know, he's a good looking guy. So follow the good looking guy and that's all it really is so i thought it was gonna just be that i didn't think it was actually gonna blow up to oh my god all right they're actually seeing each other uh, for the first point and then two right after everything wraps up um so yeah i felt like a big idiot <laughs> for kind of having to eat my words of it but you know that being said who knows what it actually is um you know, whether it's like a very casual thing, if they're just hopelessly in love with each other, if they've just been DMing each other the entire time, who's to say? Uh, if I had to make a prediction, which is probably going to be uh, dead wrong, <laughs> is that I, I can just see, you know, them meeting up a couple more times. But and listen, I love Tyler. He's great. He's probably one of the best male contestants we've ever had. Yeah. And this is mainly coming from, there's just a lot of shitty dudes uh, on this franchise. Like I, I know Derek pretty well and Derek's really great. And there's a few other people, um, but I can kind of name them on two hands. And then everybody else is like, well, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, it seems a little suspect. Um, but yeah, not only he's a good looking guy. He seems like he's, he's just got a lot of good opinions. He's, you know, He's a feminist. I think he took like feminist theory in college. So there's just a lot to work with there. Yeah. Um, that all being said, I do think he's probably a little bit of like a flavor of the month thing for Gigi. And right now everybody wants him. Um, hold on. We might have to pause because someone is drilling outside the meeting room door. <laughs> Did that pick up on your phone? Uh, at all? Very little. I mean, maybe for less than five seconds. So we're good. You can continue. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, sorry, that's going to drive me insane, actually. Okay. Okay, we're back. Uh, we had some we had some technical things there was going on in their background. Somebody was drilling, but they're not anymore. Um, we're talking about Tyler, and you're saying basically flavor of the month for, for Gigi, and you don't see this going anywhere? Yeah, I mean, I think that, I guess, like, they can relate that they're, they have, like, similar careers going on, so maybe it's... I know some people are like, oh, it's, it could just be a business meeting, which like, okay, I don't think it's a business meeting. I don't think you really take a lot of business meetings from your personal apartment. Um, but yeah, I, I think they could probably get together a few more times, but I do think that there's a good chance it'll fade. But again, what do I know? And maybe they're hopelessly in love and that'll be a future uh, uh, Sarah Highland and, and Wells situation. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, we don't know. And, you know, Tyler certainly hasn't said a word about it. Um, he hasn't. I don't think he's gone on because when the sh when the show was airing, Tyler was very active on uh, his Instagram stories. Like we always knew where he was and what he was doing. Um, right. I don't think he has been the last three or four days since Sunday, uh, since the Soho house. I don't know how many Instagram so stories he's posted. And if he has, it's certainly not like of him hanging with, out with Gigi, you know, bowling. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's been like pretty dormant for the most part, especially kind of compared to what he usually posts. It's been pretty quiet. I think. 
Yeah, I think he's in a situation now where if he's really serious about Gigi, he basically has to go social media silent because she's a world famous supermodel. Like they're not just right. going to let you if you're out to dinner yeah. with her, they're not going to let you. <laughs> he, he, she's not going to want him taking a video of them at dinner. You know, right, right. So, but if they do go to dinner, pictures are going to get out because she's yeah, Gigi Hadid. Right. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna definitely see that regardless whether he wants it wants it or not. And we don't know. I mean, not everybody is cut out for that and cut out yeah, for dating yeah. a freaking supermodel like her. Yeah, and that's I mean that is like fairly funny where you have like Gigi Hadid over here. And granted, Tyler's he's got a lot going for him too, but Gigi like she can go for pretty much anyone she wants that exists and she's just like no i'm gonna grab tyler you all you all seem to really like him so i'm gonna just take him away (laughs) so that's just kind of a funny power move in a way and if you're tyler you're like what Gigi is interested (laughs) in me so it's like it's like he's got to at least give it a shot but yeah do i see i mean you know what's wild too is oh sorry i was gonna say do i see them lasting probably yeah not you know yeah i mean what truly is wild is thinking about six months ago yeah probably like six months ago is fair maybe a little bit more yeah he's just like i don't know exactly if he was in florida or new york i think he was in florida still yeah he's just like a dude in florida who like (laughs) models and i don't know if he's actually doing contracting work maybe he's doing a little balance of both but just six months later got two million instagram followers and dating Gigi hadid not a bad 2019 yeah i was gonna say tyler has pretty much (laughs) Hit the jackpot this year. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and he's doing okay. Doing okay. So, and it looks like, I mean, if I had to guess, uh, I'd be, I mean, I would be surprised if Hannah doesn't land on Dancing with the Stars. So I fully expect yeah. her to be part of that cast. So what do you think about him? I don't, because I, I've heard everything, everything I've heard has been like, no, he was never even part of it. I don't know where that rumor started. That's what I've heard, but who knows? Yeah. I'm well, the, the only thing that I, I mean, I think. I don't know if there was actually one that's like, oh, he's definitely going to do it. But he also does seem like the a good fit for it. I mean, dancing was his thing. He was a dance minor. Yeah. Uh, he was kind of like the one who, I mean, Hannah definitely got uh, screwed over by this season. But, you know, one could say Tyler didn't, like, make out the best on the actual season. Obviously, in outside life, he's doing great. But, um, yeah, no, it almost kind of seems like a – kind of like a, a consolation prize they could have given him in a way for just, uh, I don't know, kind of having to be collateral damage in all this. And I honestly, I wouldn't hate, this will never happen, but both of them going on, that would be interesting. It would. Um, I think any if he goes on, anything with Gigi Hadid is done because he's never going to be able to see her while he's out there. Right, right. He's going to make it at least halfway through the season just because of who he is. Yeah. So I think he would be in trouble with a relationship with her um, right. while he's on the show. And yeah, I don't know. I just think it would be a little bit yeah. messy with Hannah there. And it seems like she's already yeah. put off by the fact that yeah. that he's a couple days after she was talking to him, he's moved on to somebody else. So I don't right. know. I mean, I just I do know that he's expressed interest, though. And I, it seems like recently um, I forgot he was on. It may have been on Nick Vial's podcast. Um but, uh, yeah, he had just kind of said, like, yeah, I, I grew up watching Dancing with the Stars as a kid and, you know, always wanted to be on it someday. Or I don't know if he said it in those words, but he just watched the show a lot. So 
he's the one I've heard who's actually talked about being interested in it. Obviously, Hannah's been busy, so yeah. that's maybe not the most on her mind at the moment. But I, I definitely wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't be the zaniest idea if you were interested. The crazy thing is, he's probably the most popular contestant in the history of the show from the time yeah. from the time the show ended. We just never had anybody get this popular, especially for someone who didn't win. Yeah. So right, ABC, right. Yeah, yeah. ABC, you would think would capitalize on something, either making him the Bachelor mm-hmm. or putting him on Dancing with the Stars, just because yeah. of his level of fame right now and his level of popularity and how big yeah. he is in pop culture. But I don't. It certainly doesn't look like he's going to be the Bachelor anymore. And I yeah. don't know about. I've heard Dancing with the Stars is is not a thing. They're not going yeah. after him. Huh. So I don't know. You know what's interesting, too, and I don't know if you've – and we can get off Dancing with the Stars in a second, but I know that they were supposed to announce two cast members earlier this week, and then it just never happened, and I always find those interesting because that actually gave me flashbacks to um, you know, that whole saga of when we thought Peter was going to be announced as Bachelor. Yeah. He was going to go on GMA, and then all of a sudden you know, they'd even done promos for it. And then just next day comes, and there's a big psych. And they just never address it. And then fast forward two weeks later, there's a new announcement with a new person. Uh, so it's interesting to me that they were going to announce two people and that never happened. So I'm just starting conspiracy theories over here, but that's just interesting to me. Yeah, I think I heard it was just because of the shootings this past weekend. And they just did, mm-hmm. a, they just oh. did, a, they did a programming change because sure seems really weird to pump up Dance with the Stars season 97 right. when we were right. coming off the weekend that we did. That's what I heard. That's why. Yeah. And it was postponed that, indefinitely. And we're going to get it. Yeah. That also it. makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. so that could yeah. be the reason. But it right. did turn into conspiracy theories of, oh, it was supposed to be Hannah and Tyler as the two <laughs> people that they announced, but he was seen with Gigi, so that changed everything. I was just like, that's yeah. not, not what I'm hearing. It was just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just no, we had a horrible weekend in this country, and yeah. we're not going to prop up Dancing with the Stars right now. Well, it's, we can, right, hold, we right. can hold off. So That makes a lot of sense. All right, let's take a break. Real quick, talk to you about our sponsor for this week, KiwiCo. They create super cool hands-on projects for kids that make learning about Steam fun. With a KiwiCo subscription, each month, the kid in your life will receive a fun, engaging new project which will help develop their creativity and confidence. The projects are designed to spark creativity, tinkering, and learning in kids of all ages. All projects, inspiration, and activities are created by a team of product designers in-house in Mountain View, California, and rigorously tested by kids. Every crate includes all the supplies needed for that month's project, detailed, easy-to-follow instructions, and an educational magazine to learn even more about that crate's theme. KiwiCo inspires kids to see themselves as makers and is on a mission to empower kids not just to make a project, but to make a difference. I've told you about KiwiCo. They've been a major sponsor of this podcast the last couple months. My nephew loves the stuff that he's gotten from them. The model airplane was probably his favorite, but very easy to use stuff. And like I said, my nephew starts seventh grade next week, which is kind of amazing to think about. Even more amazing is my niece starts sophomore year of high school next week, which is nutballs. Anyway, um, I my nephew loves the model airplane one that he got, and he put it together about as quick as he does Rubik's Cubes now, which is baffling to me. Anyway, KiwiCo is offering Reality Sea Podcast listeners the chance to try them for free. To redeem this offer and learn more about their projects for kids of all ages, visit KiwiCo.com slash Steve. That's KiwiCo, K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash Steve. Now let's get back to Brett Vergara, uninterrupted, for the remainder of the podcast. 
so let's move on to Bachelor in Paradise because that um, took center stage this week, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Also, I need to say, Bachelor in Paradise, my favorite part of the franchise. Oh, you really do like that one, huh? Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, Bachelor in Paradise is essentially my Super Bowl, a little bit. It's just, like, way more fun to me. Like, I, I watch Bachelor and Bachelorette for context for Bachelor in Paradise, essentially. There's more things going on. It's more fun. They're, they can kind of laugh at themselves a bit more. So uh, Paradise is very my speed. Well, the other thing is Paradise doesn't take itself so seriously. Like, they, they joke right. about the fact of who they are and, yeah. you know, when you got Chris Bukowski in the, in the intro video now on a walker. The like, walker. Okay, it's like, yeah. It's it's very meta. They're they're acknowledging right. the their, their characters on these shows, and they're acknowledging right. and playing up certain things, which is which is a lot more fun. However, now with especially what happened on Tuesday night, and it's not like this season was the first time they've done this. They've done it in past seasons. Sure. It just seems like it's more extreme because Blake was involved with so many women pre-show yeah, versus yeah. someone in the past like, oh, they were seeing each other, and it's been brought up. I, I mean, off the top of my head, I'm just totally blanking because there's been so many contestants on the show. But, you know, oh, I mean, uh, one that just popped into my head was during the shutdown season and those 10 days that they had the shutdown mm-hmm. after yeah, the Corinne right. DeMario stuff, they came back from filming and we heard about this Adam, Raven, Sarah love triangle. Yeah, right, They hung right. out in Dallas and Sarah actually mm-hmm. spent the night with Adam and Raven was there but on that when raven woke up and adam and sarah were next to each other and then you know here we are two days two yeah, years later and yeah. adam and right, raven right. are engaged so yeah um yeah. so yeah that's something i mean it's 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 definitely talked about however this blake stuff has dominated the season uh through the first two yeah. episodes and then yeah tuesday night you know he came to his own defense to um kind of set the narrative straight on what caitlin was saying so mm-hmm. in your opinion if you're Blake, would you have done what he did? Uh, honestly, I can't even say what I would do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I can objectively say I thought it was shitty to release the text. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also listen. Like you could even see it from his uh, the the video that he, that he posted of himself after the fact that he's just like not in a good place. You can like see it in his eyes. You can hear it in his voice. Uh, and that's why this stuff is just really murky and messy. Cause yeah, like when I saw the text and when I saw his, re- you know, him, him talking about it, I was like worried about him, you know, and I'm worried about his mental health. I'm worried about Kaylin's mental health too. And I don't know. I just get very, very cautious and nervous about pinning people against the wall for things. And, and I think too, I do understand him wanting to, you know, say his his part of the story and if you have like these texts and all that. But I think that's not I, I think it adds to it. Sure. And it certainly makes things messier for Kalen. But it's also it's easy to kind of very carefully choose what you release. Um, and, and that's not to, to put any distrust on Blake, really. It's more just. I don't think it's Blake's 100% the bad guy and Kaylin's 100% the liar. I don't, I don't think it's that. I just think dating in general is complicated. And uh, I think people don't always say what they feel. And I think that's a big thing that people aren't always overlooking. Cause I think there's a big thing where 
if someone's like, oh, like, this is casual, right? This is cool. I'm there. There's maybe a pressure for me to be like, oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's totally cool. Yeah. I, yeah. This is fine. Um, but in all actuality, you maybe don't have that same mindset where you're hoping things will go. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel for both of them a lot. And I, I'm just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I would have released it, but I, I kind of, I do get why he did. I think at this point it's, it's just a weird, the way I look at it was, okay. If he wants his story out there and he is bothered by the fact that Kalen is throwing out words of disrespect, silencing me, I, w- I was a mistake because I think people have taken his texts because the first three texts he released were obviously a conversation between Kalen and Blake, the night of stagecoach when right, they right. had sex. Mm-hmm. And people seem to take that as, oh, Blake's releasing these to put all the blame on her and make it seem like he wasn't into her. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's not the way I took it at all. Uh, those texts were just showing that the the sex happened and she had actually said like, Hey, it's just sex because right, on the show right. she's making it seem like, Oh, I thought there was going to be so much more between us. But yet in your right. text, you specifically said, Hey, don't worry about it. It's just sex. You know, it's so yeah. that's why he put it out there. I think people were, were kind of misconstruing it and thinking he put it out there to make himself seem like, Oh, I'm not a fuck boy. She was asking for it. It's like, no, that's he is. He admitted yeah. it. He admitted in the Instagram post that was six, you know, notepad pages long that look, I I screwed up. I made a lot of things, have a lot of insecurities. I did not handle myself with women very well the last few months. Right. He made that clear. So, so my thing is if I'm Blake and I'm trying to figure out how do I get my narrative out there while this show is airing and completely destroying my character, Mm -hmm. if he says nothing, he gets skewered by America. If he says Let's just say he says something and doesn't provide the receipts. What if what if Blake would have taken to Instagram last night in a video or something, releases something where he says, you know, this is bullshit. Caitlin was the one that wanted me. She was the one after me at Stagecoach. I can't believe that she would even do this and didn't provide receipts of that. What would people have been saying about him then? Like, <laughs> yeah, it would have yeah. been like, oh, my God, what a dick. Like, now you're blaming her. And, she, you know, we know about her past. So she right. was sexually assaulted in college. And Blake's right. going to come on there and say she was asking for it and she was the one that was chasing me. Like, that would have made mm-hmm. him look even worse. So his only other yeah. option, and whether he did it now or whether he waited till the end of the season, my point being is if Blake talks about it, anything he says, most people, especially now in 2019, are going to be like, okay, that's your side of the story, Blake, but where? how do we know? Right. You have to provide receipts now. There's no other way anyone's going to believe you. I mean, right. people on Blake's right. family and friends and whatever, they will obviously mm. take his side. But to win over public opinion, I, and, I, and I relate it to the Haley story. If Haley went to People Magazine and just said, hey, I slept with this guy the night before he left. He promised me he was coming right. back to me and never provided any receipts. Mm. Everyone in America would be like, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're a scorned ex. Like, shut up. Go yeah. away. Like, he yeah. doesn't want you anymore. Yeah, and, and I mean, Montana. you know, you look at at least what was kind of the definitive nail in the coffin for Jed, at least like in my eyes, is that note, you know, that meet, see you on the dock, that thing. That was like the ultimate receipt in a way. Yeah. So, no, that I mean, that is fair. And I I think that's the thing is that it's it's hard to differentiate. Like, if you 
very, very personally, we're in that situation. Of, of course, none of us could really, none of us have been in that situation with, with those exact weird, really, really weird set of circumstances. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I am curious if, if it made it better ultimately, because if in a way I do think it's just adding fuel to this already really toxic fire like i i just think it's it's going to get nastier that's the only thing is that i think he probably um i think he would have gotten some tweets and you know i'm guilty of this as well even though i think i i always very much stand by if you're going directly to the instagrams or tagging people and being like you're a fuck boy like what you know just just really attacking them personally even with jed even though i can't stand jed um if you're taking it personally and communicating it to them that is entirely uncool and just ridiculous um but that being said like i i think if he hadn't done that i i think the extent would have just been um kind of people calling him a player on twitter and not to minimize it because i do understand how he's probably get he was probably getting a lot of random heat in instagram dms and, and things like that and i do think he as he self-admitted was in a really rough place as is but i do think it made it nastier and i do think it made it a lot uh deeper because i think it's gonna start bringing up some really deeper issues you know like kaylin yeah she's a yeah she's a sexual assault survivor and that's something i think even though he acknowledged it i do think that part of the note was uh shitty it's it's hard to say anything beyond shitty or messy or looking for other words um and i I do think it's complicated too because i understand um i think there's a lot of actions of people who feel very cornered going on that aren't necessarily the most rational they're just kind of like panic reactions both on the show and and off of it um but i do think when he said he acknowledged her past and then was a little bit like but i'm gonna do it anyway that that's a little bit of a a rough spot with me yeah um i i just think that there's it's a really weird and and tough situation and i think it's kind of gotten worse because of it um but it's, it's, I think it's bad for both of them now. Uh, yeah, it's it's really tough. It's tough. I don't even know, like, if I'm in that situation, and obviously I'm silenced by the show, uh, and Blake's mm-hmm. situation, not talking about Kaylin being silenced, I'm talking about... Sure. I, I don't know where... I don't know what his options were. If his, yeah. if, if he If he doesn't do anything, I, I mean, he's... It's one thing to be criticized by going on the show because so many contestants get it, but his was being taken to a new level because it's because of her backstory. She's on a nationally televised show that's very popular, saying this man silenced me, and right. I think I think he felt no, I didn't, I didn't silence. I, that never mm-hmm. happened, and I think that was his whole point of coming out last night because based on the text that I read. The text specifically, you know, uh, let me pull it up so I don't misquote her. But um, yeah, sure. The text specifically said, I really don't want to tell people, but I also don't want people finding out and looking like a liar. So to Mm -hmm. me, that sounds like she wasn't silenced at all. She was very well aware that they were both just going to be quiet about it unless it was brought up. But 
Yeah. You know, I, I do think the only thing that not to cut you off. Um, I think the thing that also makes it tough too, is even if you look at what she's saying on the show, um, she's referencing a phone call and we don't see the phone call. That's we're only seeing texts yeah. and that also, it, it's just missing information. And I, I think that's why I'm very hesitant to, to really go after Kaylin here or really go after Blake. I, I think there's like shittiness and, or just like m- mishandling of things, you know, yeah. it doesn't even necessarily need to be uh, demonizing. I think it's just real dumb mishandling of certain things. And having a really weird set of circumstances to navigate those things just makes it so you probably don't make the best choices at every turn. Um, but I don't think that any of us are working with all of the information. Honestly, Blake and Kaylin included, because you don't necessarily fully know where another person's head at, head's at. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's it's tough to work with just the information we have. And I do. Th- I'm curious if Kaylin's gonna say anything. I'm. I'm. I wouldn't be surprised if there's an update within the next before the before the reunion. But who knows? Yeah, I would think we're gonna get some sort of reaction out of Kaylin yeah. because essentially Blake called her out last night uh, right. by, by posting those tweets. So you would think that she's gonna say something. It's been almost 24 hours. She hasn't said anything that I know of because. I don't even though I don't follow her if she posts something someone's going to send it to me in 0.3 seconds anyway. So yeah. I haven't heard right. anything yet. Um I'm sure she will address it and if not this is obviously going to be the focal point of mm-hmm. the reunion show when they go back and film that in a few weeks. So Yeah. Yeah. We're it's definitely not over and it can be debated probably till the end of time. Like I Yeah, absolutely. It's like I I see why he did mm-hmm. but I could also see um I, 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 you can make cases for both. Like you said, um, mm-hmm. I, you think it got messier by him doing this. I guess time will tell on that. I guess right. I, I could see it possibly got messier. I could also see it not getting messier and maybe Kalen comes out and provides a little more clarity for us. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I have no idea what's going to happen yeah. here. Um, but it's like you said, it's very tough to put ourselves in his position last night. When, right. when all of America is hearing a woman accuse him of being of him silencing her, a woman mm-hmm. who has a sexual assault in her past saying that and, you know, maybe he didn't think it through or maybe he was just like, oh, my gosh, I have to get out in front of this because I did not. Right. I never silenced her. And if. Right. And by right. but by putting it out there in turn, like he said in his video, he's hurting somebody. Uh, yeah. And. And that's why he ended up deleting the text. Now, granted, that doesn't really matter at this point. Yeah, I mean, I did, I did think that, that 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 note was. It's like, what do you think is going to happen here? Yeah, it's like, that, oh, thank God, that, thank God that you took down those those text screenshots. This is all going to get deleted out of everybody else's phone who screenshotted that when you put it up on your story. <laughs> you know, that was a. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's and at that point, it's like you might as well just leave it up. There's no point to delete it because it's mm-hmm. already out there. And like you said, it was on my site and right. stuff and, and yeah. so many people right, took right. screenshots of it. So, I yeah. mean, it's going to be interesting. And just this whole notion of we kind of brought it up earlier when we were talking about paradise was of the pre-show hookups because of the way this show is filmed, mm-hmm. you know, the bachelor airs from January to March. 
Mm-hmm. And so all those women usually make up a majority of the of the cast of that particular season. And then the Bachelorette starts filming March to May. And so those right. Bachelorette contestants, those guys usually have a month to six weeks, depending on when they got eliminated, before you go down to Paradise. But the show doesn't start airing until one. you get to see one or two episodes before you go yeah. down to Paradise. Yeah. This year it was four because they started handing mm-hmm. season earlier. But you right. know, just the amount of – I mean, it's almost like – it's almost like some sort of uh, – applauding Blake for the, the the dedication of how many women he was investing yeah, time into yeah. of this show. Now, granted, it was stupid that he went after girl, yeah. girls number two, three, and four from Colton's season, knowing that they were going to be there. Uh, yeah. It just – he obviously made some major, major mistakes. You just – and I think right. – and I think one of the other things is in having – covered this as long as I have and having spoken to as many people as I have is I've I've come to realize that nothing is a secret in this franchise no matter mm-hmm. if you swear to the person like I swear I won't say anything I've I've had yeah, people tell right, me right. to my face over the phone or in person I swear I won't say anything and I know mm-hmm. it got told so yeah it's and it's almost and then the other way around is you know you hate to say this because it's such a generalization but I cannot tell you how many times I've seen it and heard about it I think the women of this franchise have to realize no matter what a guy from this franchise is saying to you or doing with you sexually or with like most of these guys in this franchise are fuckboys. They become well, I should say yeah, they yeah. become it once the show airs because they now right. have so many more women at their disposal than they did before. Right. And right. these women I mean, you think of yeah. These women yeah. have to know there's so many fuckboys in this franchise now that you have to be careful because um, I know they want to believe that, oh, he's not doing that to me or he's not saying that. Uh, he's saying all these nice stuff and, oh, my God, he's been so great to me. Um, when in reality, you're just a number to a lot of these guys, unfortunately. Right. And it sucks. Well, well, the thing is, too, I mean, I, as much as I have, uh, I have a lot of pleasure in, in calling a fuckboy a fuckboy, I do think a lot of these guys, too, I, I don't necessarily think that's who they are necessarily at heart, but I do think they're again in this very weird set of circumstances where they're coming off this show and all of a sudden there are swarms of people interested in them and who just want to like rip their clothes off immediately. Yeah. So it, that would do something to all of our mindsets. I'm sure maybe we're not going to turn into a Blake, or, but it's going to mess with your ego a bit. So I think a lot of these people, um, some more than others. I mean, don't get me wrong. Gotcha has plenty of fuckboys that are very earnest fuckboys through and through. But I think like with a person like Blake, I don't think he's a bad person. No. I don't think he's like 100% evil over here. I think from what I could tell, he's a, a decent guy. I just think he's one of these people who got his ego flattered really heavily. And then he got really excited about that. And then in that excitement, he did some dumb things, but the dumb things don't necessarily make him an awful person, but they were dumb. And, uh, yeah, that's just kind of where we're, where we're at now, I guess. And I think it turns into at this point, okay, Blake, and you know, he apologized profusely last night and he admitted that in his statement on Instagram, on his post that I got carried away. Now the thing just becomes, okay, and it kind of goes for the same as as Jed when Jed's up there apologizing profusely and saying I I realized what I did to Hannah. It's like, well, did you? 
and we don't know yeah. the and we don't know the answer to that until he continues. He's either going to continue his behavior of what he was doing, or he's right. going to change. Same with Blake. Right. If Blake just Blake has said a lot of things. I'm sure we're going to hear him apologize again when the uh, reunion rolls around, and probably on social media again. But if we hear stories of Blake being a fuckboy again and going around this franchise and hooking up with numerous different women, it's just again your words fall on deaf ears. Then, and why are we supposed mm-hmm. to believe you when? your your attitude doesn't change and your treatment of women doesn't change. And right. look, I get it. If you are a single person and you're not in an exclusive, monogamous, committed relationship, you can go and sleep with whoever you want. I get that part. Mm-hmm. But right. I, you also have to understand that people are going to judge you for that if if everybody you're sleeping with doesn't know all the other people that you're sleeping with. Yeah, you know? and then they know each other. Yeah, that is they know each other. Weird that's element what, to it all. That's right? what did Blake in was that they all knew each other and yeah, so. and also too. I mean, I and I've just heard this going around like a little bit, and it it does kind of I don't know rub me the wrong way. But there's some people who are like, oh, like look at Hannah, like Hannah slept with with Pilot Pete four times and then went right over to Jed. Uh, I think the key difference with that versus kind of like Blake's situation with Stagecoach is you have to make sure everybody's knowing what they're signing up for. And with the show, people know that that's likely going to be a situation that they're in or could potentially be in. But with hooking up with people at Stagecoach within 24 hours of each other, and I think too what changes it is it's not, um, and this is where I feel for Christina too, I think it's, I think it's easier to see the murkiness of Blake and Kalen, but I do think his, his conversation with Christina on last night um, was kind of shitty because I think he, that one was clearly more of an actual uh, seeing each other relationship, that sort of thing. Um, and I do, I do see where Christina was going with like feeling and I think saying it a really um, fair way of just like, yeah, that hurt me. And I just like wanted to say that I, I do think her calling him up on the date to do that was an interesting move. And it clearly was this, I don't, I don't know what her goal was there. Um, whether maybe it was just like to kind of like get her shots in. I think that really is what it all came down to, which is kind of like a revenge move. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it comes down to everybody involved has to know what they're, signing up for and i don't think that that was quite happening yeah to your, to your first point it drives me nuts when people said that the hannah sleeping with peter four times and then going to jed how is that any different than uh jed having a girlfriend before the show it's just like really mm-hmm. i mean we're 38 seasons yeah. into the show how, how do you not know the difference between someone coming on the show with a significant other back home and the lead dating multiple people. Like we all know what the right. show is. You know mm. these people that, that these people that were cast on Hannah's season, these twenty nine guys, they weren't this wasn't like the movie old school where they were just literally going around in a van and taking people off the street and throwing them into the back of the van. Yeah. <laughs> you went through a whole process of going on to the mm. show. You knew what you were getting into going on the show. Right. And the expectation is you know you're going on a show where the lead is going to be dating these other guys and other women that you're living with. Right. The lead doesn't know anything about you until you show up that night. And the expectation right. is you are there as a single person looking for love and yeah. you're not tied down to anybody else or you're not, you know, sleeping with someone the night before. And it just, I can't believe people don't see that, but yeah, I saw that all over Twitter and all over social yeah. media yeah. after that. 
I, it mm. just, I just, it makes you bang your head against the wall. The stupidity yeah. of that take. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. But I mean, the rest of the season is going to be really interesting. I mean, we do have, you know, engagements coming and happiness and fights and, right. and whatnot. Um, you know, I think after the first rose ceremony from everything I've been told, it kind of not turns around for Blake, but the focus is off of him and it starts, yeah, right. starts right. going towards the other couples. Um, yeah, I mean, I th- it'll be like a very similar Dean arc, you know, that we saw before. I mean, everything that's happened with Instagram now changes that, I think. But, well, yeah. not the show, obviously. But, um, but yeah, I think that's what would have happened here and what we'll see on our screens anyway up until the finale. Um, but, yeah, I guess it's a little different now. The, re- the reunion will be interesting because I really want yeah. to – unless Kalen comes out – publicly on Instagram or Twitter and says something because um, I don't think Blake's going to say anything else. He's made his point. Um, I right. I take it to be like, all right, we're either going to hear something at the reunion where I'm sure Dean's going to go after him since Dean is, you know, mm-hmm. you know, spoiler alert, Dean's with Kayla. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. obviously he's going to defend her. But um, yeah, I, I'm really curious to see how this all plays out. But um Brett, I really, uh, I really want to thank you for coming on. It was, it was a, this was a good talk. I'm glad we were able to dive into a little bit of your. I think, I think the most important thing we learned is you have a GIF notebook, and you. Just... Oh yeah. Oh I, I. Oh, you know what? Another thing. And again, I feel very like a ridiculous human being for admitting this, but you know, like if you're tweeting and then you're like, oh god, I have to type out the Bachelorette, the the Bachelor in Paradise, whatever that hashtag. Just save it as a keyboard shortcut. Just listen. Make it easy for yourself. It's all these little, all these little hacks. Yeah. I thought you were going to tell me that before the show starts, you just start a bunch of tweets that just have it already saved in there, and then you just put your tweet in. You know, the hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. I thought you were going to tell me Uh, that that was your hack. I mean, I mean, like sometimes you can do that off of uh, the teasers. You know, like for example, I actually didn't don't know when we're getting it. I think it's next Monday, but. I have like plenty of ideas for Dean's mustache. You know, there's certain things that you can oh, yeah. kind of kind of get ready for emotionally in advance. So things like that, you can you can kind of start brainstorming some dumb jokes. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it's it's. Um, but I will say, I'm incredibly boring to watch with in real life, and my friends can attest to this because I am just buried in my phone. I'm normally a very social person, and I'm respectful, and I put my phone down at dinner. But during Bachelor, it's not the case. <laughs> well, Brett, I really appreciate you coming on. This has been a good talk, and obviously, we will uh, we will keep in touch and be talking about this off air, um, all this stuff going on. So, uh, again, thanks for your 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 virgin trip into the Reality C podcast. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun, and I'll uh, see you on Twitter. And I forgive you for not following me. <laughs> no problem. All right, thanks a lot, Brett. All right, bye. Thank you very much to Brett uh, for coming on. Uh, I'm sure you've seen his tweets. If not, follow him at Brett S. Vergara on Twitter because he's a really good follow. And it's just amazing to me that I had no idea that um, <laughs> I had no idea that Bu- that um, he didn't cover The Bachelor for BuzzFeed. That was I. I just assumed he did because he has so he dedicates so much of his live tweeting to Bachelor and Bachelorette and bachelor in paradise so to hear that uh was actually kind of funny um but again thanks to brett for coming on that was really cool of him to do um he's a guy that i've been wanting on uh for a while and uh glad we can get him on there 
This podcast is brought to you by KiwiCo. KiwiCo projects are designed to spark creativity, tinkering, and learning in kids of all ages. They make learning about STEAM fun. They're on a mission to empower kids, not just to make a project, but to make a difference. KiwiCo is offering you, Reality Steve Podcast listeners, the chance to try them for free. To redeem this offer and learn more about their projects for kids of all ages, visit KiwiCo.com slash Steve. So that'll do it for podcast number 142. A lot of stuff that went on this week, as we know. Um, I'm sure this is just the beginning. Uh, we've got five more weeks of Bachelor in Paradise, so keep your eyes peeled, and uh, you'll see what's going on on uh, social media, I'm sure. Maybe some stuff will get clarified. Maybe some stuff will be clarified off air, whether it's Instagram or Twitter. Um, but... Um, you know, it, this is this is this is what the show has become now. This show is so much social media plays such a giant role in this show that, you know, when you have a storyline of the Blake and the Christina and Kaylin and Hannah G, it's just you knew they were going to run with it. And to see how it played out, it's it's craziness. Um, and it's got everybody talking. And that's why the ratings were really good on Monday night and even uh, again last night. So anyway. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thanks again to Brett. And we will talk to you next week. See you.